0: I know someone who puts her phone away at 7 p.m. every night and I love this for her. I think it's amazing. I don't want to do that. I don't want to. I want to go on Instagram. I want to look at my phone. I want to listen to my audiobooks on my phone. Oh, and welcome back to another episode of the Hard Feelings podcast. This is, of course, my mental health podcast where I talk about things like anxiety, depression, anger, embarrassment. I always forget. I can never, I can never get a third one that quick, dude. It's just, it's fine. It's part of the intro now. It's part of the intro, part of the charm. Welcome back to another episode of the pod, man. I have just been craving alone time so badly lately. That's why I didn't have a new episode last week. I just, like, didn't want to do anything else besides escape to my fantasy romance novels in my little headphones. I listen to audiobooks and walk around and, like, clean. That's my favorite thing to do when I listen to audiobooks. I will sometimes listen to audiobooks while I'm editing, depending on the video, like, because sometimes I just, I can't focus on both at the same time, and I keep missing important plot points because the fantasy novels I'm reading are, (laughs) I'm reading, the Sarah J Maas Throne of Glass series right now, okay? There's a lot, of I'm on like the sixth book of a nine book series. There's a lot of complexity, so I have to go back a lot. Anyways, so my favorite thing to do when listening to audiobooks is to walk around and clean my house. I love listening to it while I do dishes. I love listening to it while I clean the bathroom. You know, you get your scrubbing bubbles, put it on the bathtub and the toilet, let's sit for like five minutes, then go in there and wipe that. You know I'm listening to my audiobook and my headphones when I'm doing that. But yeah, that's all I've been wanting to do lately, but I want to talk to you today about what that means, maybe, and also why spending alone time, spending time with yourself and getting introspective are a good thing that I think we all should do more. You know, I, if you told me a few years ago that, like, I would be getting introspective and, like, thinking through my feelings like this, I would be like, haha, that's funny. I don't want to do that. I'd rather do anything other than that. I couldn't even do, like, a one-minute meditation on YouTube, which that's a whole other conversation, right? If you're somebody who's like, I can't meditate, like, I can't be introspective. I just get too distracted. Don't, Meditate, then. Like, don't do it the normal way, then. You don't have to do it like that. Getting introspective does not need to be sitting down and closing your eyes and turning off all sounds and just, like, being at peace in your head and repeating affirmations and allowing thoughts to pass through. Like, that's great. If that works for you, hell yeah. if that works for you, I love that that works for you, but my brain is very easily distracted, so that doesn't really work for me. What I like to do is I like to go for walks. Uh, You know that. If if it's not your first time listening, you know, I like to go for walks. Everybody I've ever met knows I like to go for walks. But yeah, what I do on these walks when I really want to get introspective is I will either not listen to any music or I put on music that I know is, like, gets me in an introspective head space. Maybe a mental health bop, if you will. Probably Mitski. Um, no, lately it's been Bossa Nova. Bossa Nova gets me real relaxed. I don't know. I'm sure a scientist could explain that, the science behind that to us. But yeah, it just spawns. Nova makes me really relaxed and I can listen to that while being introspective. Like, it's not so distracting to me because often a lot of the songs are in Portuguese, too. So, I don't understand what they're saying because I don't speak Portuguese, but it's beautiful music and I love it. But, yeah, then I just go for a walk and it's not a type of walk where you're trying to... Burn calories. You don't need to be power walking or anything. If you're me, you're probably always power walking because I just kind of have a, nat- a natural swift gait to me. Don't try to combine this with your exercise. Okay, maybe, you know what? Let me take that back because I'm not a jogger, but maybe you get real introspective in your jogs. I don't know. Let me not specify how much you need to exert yourself. You just gotta get outside. You don't even need to walk. Something about being outside is so much less distracting to me than being inside, which like there's more stuff outside, so you wouldn't think that would be true, but like I can block out the cars while still being cautious and paying attention to them. I can block out the street noise, the dogs barking, the trains, etc. Like that all is just beautiful brown noise to me, like background noise, but when I'm in my apartment, on my phone, in front of my computer, I am so freaking distracted, dude. I am tempted to take TikTok away from myself. I'm tempted to take TikTok away from myself, but I also don't want to because I get a lot of good information on there. I just love watching people make soap and show me their farm animals, so, like, I don't want to get off there, but the way I just find myself mindlessly scrolling on TikTok, sometimes I'll scroll on TikTok while I'm watching TV or a movie, just with the sound off because I have captions turned on. Which like is not as fun as watching it with the sound on, you know, because I'm scrolling past things that maybe I would have liked if I heard it with a sound. Needless to say, I'm very easily distracted when I'm inside. I have stern rules for myself that when I'm outside, that's a no phone time. Aside from, you know, texting in emergencies that I'm not on Instagram while I'm walking outside. I'm not scrolling, I'm not doing anything social media related. Might take a few pics, but like, when I'm outside, I try to be outside. Because that's what helps me get introspective. When you're able to turn off those other distractions, I feel like there's different types of distractions. Because like I said, the train noise, the outside noise for me is like brown noise. It's soothing. I love falling asleep to the sound of the train at night. Like it's just very calming to me. But my phone, which doesn't make any noise unless I turn the volume up, is very distracting to me. It's, she's alluring over there sitting across the bed for me. Like I just, I want to pick her up and I want to scroll her open and I want to start doing stuff. I gotta take the phone away for myself, I think. I have had on my list of goals for years now <laughs> that I want to put my phone away at a certain time before bed. Um, I know people that do this. I know someone who puts her phone away at 7 p.m. every night and I love this for her. I think it's amazing. I don't want to do that. I don't want to. I want to go on Instagram. I want to look at my I want to listen to my audiobooks on my phone. But I have had on my list of goals, resolutions, if you will, for the last many, many years that I want to stop using my phone before bed. And I think that would be a good thing. I shouldn't be so hard on myself because I have gotten better at not mindlessly scrolling or like stopping myself faster in a mindless scroll where you glaze over and you're not even absorbing the content anymore. There's just kind of like noise in your head. And then when you're falling asleep at night, you can't fall asleep because you have too many TikTok sounds playing in your head. I've gotten better. I am, I wouldn't say I'm quite at that level anymore, but um, yeah. I don't know. I'd like to be on it less, but it's also hard because I do social media for work. So, ugh, it's a tough thing. I tell you what, I'm sure they'll write about it in psychology books one day, but right now, I don't know. Um, I'm working it out in therapy, you know, trying to explore that boundary between like giving myself time to be alone and also socializing because it is part of my job. And right now, I just want so much alone time. I just want to plug out the world. I just want to put my headphones in and go outside and go for a walk and listen to my book and hang out and journal and, like, I'm just having a deep desire for introspection today. I feel like this happens to me during the changing of the seasons because I was talking to my therapist about craving more alone time last week and she was like, I feel like the last time you said this was, like, fall. And I was like, oh, shoot. That was the last time that I was feeling like this. I did an episode on feeling melancholy. Surprise, I feel melancholy right now too. (laughs) I think there's something about the changing of the seasons that although it's like good, like especially winter going into spring, that is a good thing. There's gonna be more flowers, it's gonna be warmer outside, the days are gonna be longer, there'll be more sunshine, like that is on paper a very good thing. So why is my brain doing this thing again where it starts feeling a little melancholy. It starts feeling very introspective. It starts feeling very, what is this whole thing about? What is my purpose? What do I care about? What's actually important to me? Very interesting that it tends to fall on the changing of the seasons for me. Hmm, that feels pretty cosmic. I'm sure there's something behind that. Pisces season, am I right? I do actually feel like Pisces season is the season to feel your feelings. Um sorry if you're not into astrology, but Pisces tend to be very in their feelings, very emotional, a little sensitive. I love Pisces so much. I have lots of people that I love that are Pisces, but yeah, I think that makes sense that I would be super in my feelings right now because it's Pisces season. Yeah, it's interesting. It's like I want to be alone and I want to escape into my fantasy worlds and listen to my books and listen to music and walk outside and enjoy all the nature. But then I also, like, in the time I'm not doing that, I'm, like, journaling 20 pages. Like, I have no in-between. I, like, not want to be a part of reality at all and just clean with my headphones in. And then suddenly, I'm, like, hyper, hyper aware of myself and, like, writing down all of these observations and introspective things and patterns that I've noticed in my own behavior and things I want and ways I think I can get there. Like, it's just... There's no, I have no in-between. I have no just, like, base level existing in the world. At least not anymore. I think that the last time I could just exist at a base level not being introspective all the time and, like, overanalyzing my feelings and stuff. I shouldn't say overanalyzing. Okay, sometimes, yes. Sometimes I'm really overanalyzing my feelings, but I just, I tend to have this, like I said, all-or-nothing type of mentality where I'm either overanalyzing my feelings or pushing them down and not feeling them at all, and I'm trying really hard to find that middle ground. And right now, I I feel like I've been exploring that in my alone time because, like I said, there's, like, portions of it where I want to escape into another reality and then, I go back in journal. I will say one thing I really like about reading books with actual plot that aren't just like straight up cheesy, lifetime, modern romance novels. Hey, there's nothing wrong with those. I love those too. I love a cheesy, corny romance book. But right now I'm listening to the Throne of Glass series, like I said, and there's like a lot of freaking plot to it. Like these audiobooks are 28 hours long, okay? There's so much going on and I feel like The books, you know, kudos to Sarah J. Moss where it's due, sometimes help me work stuff out, too. You know, when there's, like, when you read a series with really well-developed characters who you can, like, watch grow and change, or, like, observe grow and change, I feel like it has a positive effect on you as well. I will say, my girl Aylin struggles with a lot of the same stuff that I do, so... I feel like sometimes escaping to these fantasy worlds can be good for you. I have really been enjoying reading books with well-developed characters. Is that like not the hot take I think it is? You know what? I'm we're keeping it in. I'm going to say it anyways because Okay, here's the thing. I didn't read for like I didn't read nonfiction for like 10-plus years. I, you know, read what I had to in high school, in college, and then after that, didn't read at all for, like, five years, and then started reading, um, self-help books a few years ago, and for a while, I was reading nothing but non-fiction. You know, I wasn't reading a lot, but I was reading, like, self-help, self-help books. Like, you are a badass. Like, nothing, again, nothing wrong. I got nothing wrong. Nothing, nothing wrong with any of these, but, like, I felt like reading, had to be productive, you know? I was still stuck in my productivity cycle, like, my productivity being my only value, and so I felt like, well, if I'm gonna read, if I'm gonna take the time to read, take time away from working to read, then it better at least be productive. It better at least teach me something. Like, if you had told 2020 Geo that she was gonna be reading 28 hour, which I think translates to, like, 600 page books about fairies and all of their lore in different lands and queens and kings and characters that are being developed and subplots and side characters, she would be like, what? Girl, oh my gosh, have we lost our mind. We can't do that. We don't have time to do that. All of this to say, I like the nice mix of introspection and escapism I'm doing right now. Um, I feel like it's working for me. I think you just, when you are deep into your books like that, you just gotta take a little break every once in a while. Like, I always reach a certain point in the day where I notice I'm starting to just, like, let the plot go over my head, and I'm like, okay, we're this. It's not hitting anymore, you know? It's only when I'm really engaged and, like, super able to focus am I actually enjoying my audiobooks, so if I can't be like that, I'm like, Whatever, I don't want any part of it. And then I go do my introspection thing. Um, it's great. I do a lot of other things between then too. I still watch TV. I'm I'm watching Peaky Blinders right now. My boyfriend and I just started that show. Um, it's been really good. I really like PE blinders. We're already like halfway through the second season. I'm enjoying it so much. <laughs> Little life update in the episode today. I took a week off last week. I got a lot to catch you up on. Do you guys want to know what else I did this week? I saw Mitski in concert on Monday. She was so good and that leads us into the mental health bop of the week, which this week it's it's a repeat. I, I know I don't I don't like to repeat but I because I just saw her in concert and she performed this song and it just feels so relevant Lately, I want to talk to you about "I Don't Like My Mind." I love the song "I Don't Like My Mind" because it just perfectly describes what it feels like to be introspective sometimes. And one of the things she says, "I don't like my mind. I don't like being left alone in a room with all its opinions about the things that I've done. You know, the judgmental voices in the back of your head that we always talk about, and mine feel really loud sometimes." And then she says, "And so I blast music loud and I work myself to the bone," meaning like so I distract myself And then she says, and on an inconvenient Christmas, I eat a cake, a whole cake, all for me, talking about how, like, she makes herself sick when she finally explodes and has to, like, deal with her feelings. It, like, makes her sick. And then she says, and then I get sick and throw up. There's another memory that gets stuck inside the walls of my skull waiting its turn to talk. Meaning, like, we have all of these memories in our head. We have all of these feelings in our head that we maybe haven't processed, maybe haven't thought about. And it's a lot easier to ignore them and to get through them with distractions like work and music and television and media and just like all of these things to distract yourself from your feelings, but that doesn't make them go away. Because in the following line, and it may be a few years, but you can bet it's there waiting still, meaning like you can ignore the feeling but it's not gonna go away. It'll still be waiting for you to pop up during these inconvenient times. Yeah, she says, you can bet it's waiting there still for me to be left alone in a room with the things that I've done. That feeling or that memory is just waiting for you to have a moment alone and then it's gonna attack. Or at least that's what it feels like, right? When you're afraid of being introspective. I think this song really describes what it's like to be afraid of your mind, or to not want to deal with things in your mind, and preferring to distract yourself with outside things. Um, It is a scary thing to be alone with your mind sometimes, to get introspective, to think about things that you've been pushing down, but that's why we have to reward ourselves with sweet treats Um, and (laughs) fantasy romance novels. You know, I think there is something to be said about balancing out your introspective time with your escapism time. I'm, I'm so close to saying it in a good way. I can tell. Um, I get frustrated with myself filming this. Aside, aside to the audience, I get frustrated with myself filming these episodes sometimes because sometimes I feel like I'm so close to saying something revolutionary for me, but I just can't get the words out, but I've journaled a lot about it. So, I will, I wrote something down. I decided I wasn't going to say it because I was embarrassed, but earlier as I was journaling, I wrote this down. I said, choosing to get introspective and explore your feelings is an act of rebellion against a society that thrives on distractions. I wasn't going to read it because I was like, it's not a little dramatic, but I don't think it is. I kind of don't think it is at all. I feel like I wrote it down and I meant it and I do feel like choosing to explore your feelings is a really revolutionary thing to do in a society that thrives on people not talking about their feelings and using other things to distract them like alcohol and drugs, and I'm not saying all drugs are bad, but alcohol, drugs, distractions of all kinds. I'm sure you can imagine and fill in the blanks. Like, capitalism thrives off of that. It thrives off of buying things, dude. If we were all, like, incredibly well in the head, then society would crumble. (laughs) I don't know if that's true, but, like, yeah, it does feel like an act of rebellion to explore your feelings and to not just push them down. So, oh, it's hardcore to explore your hard feelings, dude. That's, that's the phrase I was looking for earlier. I think that's the phrase that wraps up this whole episode. It's hardcore to explore your hard feelings. You guys are hard as hell. I'm hard as hell in a, in a tough way. That's how I mean that. Um, If you listen to the end of the episode, Can you leave a comment on the YouTube video? I always wonder who actually listens to the end. Um, Yeah, leave a comment down below. Just say hey, just say howdy, say whatever you want. But yeah, uh, that's the end of this very chaotic episode. As always, thanks for being here. I don't have any makeup on today, so I don't have any details for you aside from this Kaja lip gloss mocha glaze. Um, It wore away as I was talking. It's a lip gloss, but it leaves a really pretty stain behind, so. I've been loving this lately. Um, yeah, my hair looks pretty cause I just took a shower. So if you're not watching, come watch and tell me my hair looks pretty. Anyways, thanks so much for listening and I will talk to you next week with another one. Bye, take care of yourself.